0: Coming up next, it's Natalie Cutler Welsh with her show, Up Your Brave Community, Connections, Holistic Health, and More on RCR Reality Check Radio.
1: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Up Your Brave Show, where it's all about motivation, inspiration, and empowerment. If we haven't met before, I am your host, Natalie Cutler Welsh, speaker, author, super connector, wellness warrior, truth seeker, and mother of three teens. I swear that list is getting longer. Um, And if you're wondering what's going on, if there's been a glitch in the matrix, no, there hasn't. I normally do my show on Fridays. So if you're normally with me on a Friday, thank you so much for following me across to Wednesday. Up Your Brave has moved. We've moved to Wednesdays, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. So if you're listening live, thank you so much again, and maybe you're listening to the replay. It is super awesome to have you here, and it's exciting and an absolute honor, actually, to follow on from the fabulous Marie Busky with her show Counterculture, which airs just before mine. So thank you for tuning in. Speaking of my co-hosts, I actually got to meet Cam Slater from The Crunch uh, in person for the first time. I don't know if we've met in person before, Maybe it was the second time. Normally, we all meet on a Tuesday uh, virtually, but it's super awesome to connect in person, one of my absolute favorite things. And I had to forgive him. You know, Cam, he always says straight away what's on his mind. He said the thing, which is, wow, you're smaller than I thought you were, which is kind of funny and kind of annoying. But that's okay. I'll forgive him because today is Valentine's Day, and I hope you're having an amazing one. I hope you're actually doing something that you love, Something that truly lights you up or brings you joy, whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be about chocolates and flowers and all that stuff. Uh, But I hope you're doing something today that fills you up and fills your cup. Something that fills me up and fills my cup is receiving awesome mail from the mailbag from our amazing listeners. So thank you so much for those of you that do take the time to write into us. We do read everything. We don't read everything out loud. But if you do want to ever message in, All you need to do is text 2057 on the text or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. So here are a few comments that we've got. Someone says, oh, dear, my phone caught out on RCR and I missed the lady's name and the contact for her retreat in April. Can you help me, please, Mary? Yes, Mary, we can definitely help you. We, by the way, we emailed Mary back. But for the rest of you that listened to my interview with Wendy Vermeulen last week, and she was talking about her retreat, she is from Evolve. You can look up Evolve on Instagram or you can find her wendy-v.com and you can find the information there. Someone else messages in, brilliant interview. It is up to us. That was off the back of Wendy's interview as well. Somebody else here. Thank you, Beth, for writing in. Loving your chat with Peter Fam, Nat. Wow, the stories he told about the corruption. Are we really surprised? No. What a great guy to break free and do this his own thing and standing in his truth. For those of you that may have missed my interview with Peter Pham, definitely go check it out on the replay page. He is a human rights specialist lawyer based in Australia, and they are literally suing. Um, He is literally suing the Australian government at the moment, but he's a fountain of knowledge. We had a great discussion. It was actually quite long. We could have chatted all day. Go and have a listen to that if you haven't already. Here's one from Ruth, just listening to Peter Pham's interview with Natalie. He said that uh, WA nurses weren't mandated because the healthcare system couldn't afford to lose so many nurses. I'm pretty sure that's not correct. My best friend lives in Perth and knows nurses who were mandated out of their jobs. You needed a VAX pass to even get into a hospital over there. I'm sure others have pointed this out too, but I thought I would add my two cents as well. Thank you, Ruth, for writing in all about that. Um, I think so too. I think nurses were mandated left, right, and center. I don't know if they were a little bit more lenient in some hospitals than others because of staff needs. I'm not sure. But I know that a lot of my nursing friends, many of whom were mandated, um, they basically just you know got shown the door. So hopefully with the commission for just a little side note and reminder for people to definitely please go ahead and put your submissions in for the um, review the covid commission review that's going to be going on that's super essential to do all right i've got one here from betsy love all of your interesting and diverse interviews nat keep up the great work thank you betsy thank you so much i love that And somebody else wrote in. Oh, yeah, that's right. So um, Paul Brennan interviewed me just briefly the other day. And actually, so did Marie as well, um, which you may or may not have caught my little mini interviews with them talking about my show. But somebody here says loving to hear Natalie on The Breakfast Show this morning. She's always so positive and uplifting to listen to. And her interview with Peter Pham, the lawyer, was one of my favorites. There you go, you guys go and listen to it if you haven't already. Amazing! Thank you so much, everyone, for writing in. We love to get your feedback. Next up, I'm going to introduce my guests. So I've got an incredible lineup today for you, as usual, uh, which I'm so excited about. First up, I'm going to well, we're going to Costa Rica to talk to a Canadian. I'm talking to Julie Blouin. She is French, a motivational speaker and certified professional coach on turning your dreams into reality. After that, I'm talking to Tony Knight, who is a spiritual entrepreneur on decentralized technology for financial and data privacy. And wrapping up the show, we are going to Hamilton. We're talking to Lindley Aaron, who is a Women's Circle facilitator on the spiritual side of menopause, and she guides women through what she calls the autumn season of their life. Welcome back, everybody. You're here with Natalie cutler Welsh on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. And today I'm talking to Julie Bloem, all the way from Costa Rica. We are talking about turning dreams
2: into reality. Welcome, Julie. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you and your show. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, I'm so
1: thrilled to be talking to you and to learn a little bit about Costa Rica and about dreams and reality. For those of you that don't know Julie, Julie Bluen is a certified professional coach and a leading voice in the personal development industry with over 20 years of experience. Her passion for coaching started at the age of six. When she began coaching her Cabbage Patch kids in her own school of life, I had a Cabbage Patch kid named Ricky. Julie is a motivational (laughs) speaker and a three-time international best-selling co-author. She has written hundreds of articles about career, health, and relationships. With her unique blend of personal experience, professional expertise, and keynote speaking, Julie is a powerful force in the fields of personal development, leadership, and peak performance. As a widely recognized expert in empowerment, mindset, and business coaching, she's facilitated coaching courses and corporate training for hundreds of employees in organizations featured in Canada's top 100 employers. Her contributions have been recognized in various media outlets, including TV, radio, podcast, magazine, newspaper, and summits. And she enjoys traveling the world and is fluent in English, French, and speaks intermediate Spanish. Her magnetic and radiant presence as a keynote speaker has made her a popular choice through her books, events, coaching courses, and social media. Julie has helped thousands of people around the world to take action, overcome their fears and limitations, and create a life they truly desire. Ooh, well, Julie, I'm so thrilled to have you here and to have you share with our Reality Check Radio listeners some of your wisdom because... I think, you know, it's a new year. A lot of people are kind of reinventing themselves or um, representing themselves to the world. So I'm excited that we get to tap into some of your wisdom today.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Before we dive into some of that, personally, I would love to know, what is it like in Costa Rica? Meaning... I mean, I guess I just imagine over there in um, South America, Central America, you know, people are maybe a little bit more chill or more relaxed, maybe, when it comes to the whole lifestyle thing and COVID paranoia thing. What is it like at the moment for people over there?
2: Well, I'm from Canada originally, and I came to Costa Rica, and I'm currently living in Costa Rica. I just, I love it here. Uh, Costa Rica has a motto that's called, everyone says this, it's, it's what people say. They say pura vida. Pura vida means pure life. So people don't only say pure life, they embody that motto, which is a very good thing. Um, But coming from Canada, I had to adapt to that lifestyle, you know, where people are really chill, positive vibe. So um, when you meet someone and they ask you, how's it going? They can say, oh, per vida. It means everything is well, everything's good. But on the other hand, if something, you know, breaks, your AC doesn't work, well, they're going to come when they come. It's per vida, like chill. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like people are laid back. And um, you know it's gonna happen when it happens. You know, service is not as quick as in North America or in different parts of the world. You just to you you need to adapt to that laid-back lifestyle. And Costa Rica is also a blue zone. And let me explain what that is. So a blue zone. There's only five blue zones in the world. So it's in Italy. Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica is the largest. There's Japan, there's in California and in Greece. Um, the blue zone means people live a very healthy lifestyle and they li- live to be very old. So longevity is, is something. And in Costa Rica here, um, they eat a lot of raw food and um, beans and rice and it's a very healthy diet. There's also a lot of yoga. You can find yoga at every street corner. You know, everyone has their yoga mat and um, a lot of mindfulness activities. People are not stressed out here. And um, it's just it's really amazing to be living in that lifestyle to see how they embody that, you know, the longevity. So people are healthy here and happy I just, I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard of the Blue Zone and someone was telling me recently about something on Netflix where everyone lives to a hundred and it was talking about what they do. Maybe it was one of those Blue Zone areas.
2: Yeah, there's a Blue Zone in Sardinia, Italy, and they were just, um, they promoted it. You can travel there for, I think it was one euro. And uh, (laughs) I said, it's a blue zone. I said, you're going to learn about their lifestyle, but how many people can make it past three weeks, you know, living in a blue zone because people are so healthy. If you have some unhealthy habits, Mm. well, you'll need to stop those habits because it's, um, people are healthy here. So we don't have, you know, fast food chains or anything like that. So you need to be healthy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think it's a good reminder to all of us, we can bring a little bit of Blue Zone into our life if we choose. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions, of course, but um, at any time of the year, I think we can kind of adapt or adopt some of these blue zone ways of being. What are well tell me a little bit about your lifestyle. How do you live your blue zone lifestyle and then we'll get a little bit into turning dreams into reality. But it sounds like you're a business coach. I imagine you do a lot of stuff online. Like what is a what does an average week look like to you?
2: I'm very busy, but I also take time to be grounded and Today, I went to uh, the beach and it's important for me to get sun every single day. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but the sun is really helpful and it's healthy for you. And um, being out in nature, now in Costa Rica, people work around um, daylight. Um, What The funny thing is in Costa Rica is that we're so close to the equator. So we have 12 hours of darkness and 12 hours of sunshine. So, most people that are life coaches or have an online business, they tend to do it at night and enjoy the day for mindfulness activities. You know, go for yoga, exercise, do weightlifting, go for a walk on the beach, surfing. I'm in a surf town in Costa Rica. So, a lot of people, that's what they do. They have a work life balance, they do enjoy mindfulness activities, eating healthy. Um, community is really big in Costa Rica, you know, going to talk with your friends, meeting new people in business. That's what you need to do is you need to meet new people. And it's important to have that community and not only online, but actually in in the physical world, you know, being in contact with people. I agree. I think that is something
1: that I I, I love the beach as well. And I love the sun. And I feel like every day is a sun day. You know, if we can get some sun every day and more people are realizing that how essential vitamin D is, and we shouldn't be so scared of the sun. Um, so I love the sun as well. And also that in-person connection. What does it do? What does in-person connection do? Is it around the endorphins as well as, you know, the um, social interaction of feeling that sense of belonging? Why is it so impactful?
2: Well, in Costa Rica, the families are so important and friends as well. And the fact that the sun actually goes down, sunset is really important. A lot of people will go on the beach for sunset. So sunset is around 5.30, 6 p.m. So that's a time where people are actually with their families on the beach. And then they go eat after sunset and then they go home. So people are actually at home with their family very early and they're in bed very early. So people get a lot of sleep. People are happy and healthy. Um, That feeling of belonging and community is so important. We lack so much of it. It's so impersonal to send text messages to people and send emails and to be behind a keyboard. We do need that interaction with people. And when you don't have that interaction, there is a disconnect that uh, it creates. Even giving someone a hug, it just uplifts you. We do need the human contact. We need the touch and a hug is just a friendly gesture. You know, friends here in Costa Rica, they meet each other and you get a kiss on the cheek (laughs) and a hug, but that's how people greet their friends. That's what people do. And it's it's so important to just embody that in your life, where in, in North America, for instance, in Canada, people are more Um, distracted, distant, they stay, stay home more. It's, it's very different, the lifestyle.
1: Well, it seems to be serving you really well. Let's talk about turning dreams into reality. Um, What do you mean by that? Is that something everyone can do? And how do we do it?
2: Absolutely. A lot of people think that you need a lot of money to turn your dreams into reality, but you don't. It's just to figure out what you're passionate about and what your purpose is here, and just go for it. You don't need to be a millionaire to travel the world. Like <laughs> right now, I'm living in a beautiful villa in Costa Rica, and um, right on the beach. It's two minute walk to the beach, and in Costa Rica, and people are like, "How did you get a villa in Costa Rica during high season?" Because right now it's high season, Costa Rica. And it's all about who you know. It's all about manifesting your dream life. It's all about, you know, telling the universe, telling the world, telling people what your dreams and goals are and just going for it, you know, um, how to make your dreams become a reality. Well, number one, unlearn everything you've ever learned in school. Unlearn everything. (laughs) Just drop it all. Just drop it all. School actually teaches you to memorize and repeat. Okay, that's what school teaches you. It teaches you to ask for permission and obey. It teaches you how to be a good worker and fill out a resume. Now, a life coach, that's what I do, is I teach people how to figure out what their purpose is in life, what they're passionate about, and just go for it and earn money doing what it is that they love. So many people are just tired and they don't need sleep when they're tired. They need to work or have a career that they're passionate about so that it's going to stir up, you know, fire deep within their soul. That's what they need to do. They don't need more sleep. You know, so many people are working a job that they don't really enjoy only because they want to pay for bills and their house and their food and shelter, but they don't really enjoy it. So they're really tired at the end of the day, but they just need to do something that they're passionate about. That's it. Everyone can do it. That's
1: such a good differentiation because a lot of the times we think, oh, you're tired, you need more sleep, which is sometimes is the case. Um, and I don't know if you know about human design, but one of the things we say in human design is if you're a generator or a manifesting generator and you're tired, you shouldn't be where in your life are you saying yes when you really mean no and so if we break that down it's like what are you saying yes to that doesn't light you up that doesn't as you said light your fire um and how can you and i say i would say how can you you know are you going to do it are you going to ditch it are you going to delegate it and often we need to ditch some of those things or they used to light us up but they don't anymore so maybe it's time to release them what do you think of that
2: I do. It's so important. And I used to be a people pleaser (laughs) back in the day, Mm -hmm. and a yes person. And now I need to say no more often, which I do. And I coach people how to say no, and no is a full sentence. Mm. You don't need an explanation. And even in Canada, um, you know, during the pandemic, One of the reasons I'm in Costa Rica is because Canada was one of the most locked down countries in the entire world, you know? And uh, I said, no, (laughs) like I'm leaving Canada, packed up a couple suitcases and came to Costa Rica, but we need to learn to say no. So if it's not for a highest good, if it's not in perfect alignment with the person we are, or the person that we're becoming, or the person we want to be, we just say no. And there's no explanation needed. We just need to stay true to ourselves. And that's it. We don't need to explain anything. We don't need to follow the crowd. We don't need to do something that is not in alignment with who we are. We just need to follow our heart and you know, our intuition and guidance, and that's it.
1: Do you think more people are allowing themselves to do that nowadays than before?
2: Well, it, it takes people like us to lead the way. And when they see us that we're opening the door, to, it gives them permission to actually follow in our footsteps. So not everyone is as brave and courageous to be the first ones to lead the way. But I feel like when there's more people speaking their truth, mm. And showing people how to live their best life and up-level their life, it really gives them permission. It shows them the way. So we don't only talk the talk, we walk the walk. (laughs) So we lead by example and people see that. And today on my Facebook, I had a beautiful comment where I was doing a coaching video and someone wrote a comment that your smile is just radiating so much positivity and light. And, um, it was just very uplifting, but just by coaching people and showing people and just voicing, you know, a a better way to live, it gives people permission to actually do it because not everyone has the courage and they're brave enough to do that on their own. So they need people to show them the ways. And that's exactly what we're doing. And that's exactly what you're doing with your, with your show. So (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, and
1: I think we all do it in our own way. I mean, I agree. Your your smile it lights up the room and like I literally just met you and I absolutely agree with that. I did a coaching session at the beach with someone a few weeks back and she said to me, "Your shoulders are so broad." Now, she wasn't meaning literally, you know, like broad shoulders. She was, you're, and I was like, I don't even know what you mean by that. She's like, you just seem to be able to take on whatever the world throws at you. She goes, you're literally from a different planet. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. But I guess what I'm saying here is we all do it differently. And I love the idea that more people are starting to think about how they want to show up and allowing themselves to be. A different or more true um, or more aligned version of themselves now than maybe they would have six months ago. And and hey, if you and I are leading the way,
2: then we're we're happy to, right? Exactly. And I'm happy to do it. And I'm happy to show people and I show them not only the beautiful side of leading the way and following your heart. I show them also the struggles and the reality. I keep it real on my social media. <laughs> you know, I show all the different facets of living your best life and what it takes, and it's just about showing up better as the person you were yesterday. And that's why I don't necessarily push people into making new year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I just, I explained to them that it's really important to not put so much pressure on yourself. The only, you're not in competition with anyone else. You know, you only need to show up better as the person you were yesterday. And if you consistently do that every single day in six months from now, and a year from now, you're not even going to recognize the person that you were a year before. And I mean, that's one of the reasons I reached out to you. I I think I just
1: saw some of your social media posts and it would like, I'd comment on it or maybe I'd private message you and yeah, have just thought provoking things that are really relevant for what everyone is navigating right now. So if someone wants to turn their dreams into reality, what are some, I don't, steps might not even be the right word. What are some things in terms of their actions or their mindset or their behaviors that they that you advise that they do or recommend that they do to head towards where they want to go
2: i always ask my coaching clients this if money wasn't an issue what would you do with your life and a lot of people actually do not even have the answer to that question they don't and because they've never been asked that question and i also ask them if today was your last day what would you do with your life? Move in that direction? You know, we're here for a short amount of time. We don't know when our day is gonna come up where you know we leave this world. We need to take action every single day in the direction of our dreams. Even it's just, you know, um, doing something small every single day. You want to write a book, We'll start with a chapter, sit down and write two hundred words you know, whatever you're passionate about, just do it. Just do it on the side. Even if you're working a nine to five job that doesn't really stimulate your mind, body and spirit, do something you're passionate about. Identify what it is that you want to do with your life. So the best thing to do is if today was your last day, what would you do with your life? And definitely move in that direction.
1: Okay, listeners, if you're up for it, that is something to ponder. And See what comes in instantaneously without judging it and and refuting it uh, or without falling into the how basket. You can send us a text 2057 on the text or email inbox at realitycheck.radio if you're happy to share with us. And often, you know, I do read out the messages at the start of every show. My show is three hours. And at the very start, I'll read out some of the emails or texts that we get in but it does inspire other people. It reminds them when they hear the message and it also inspires them to allow themselves to think, you know, what would I do if this was my last day? It's a big question, Julie. What are some things that some people have said in the past without breaking confidentiality? What are
2: some things that some people have responded with? They want to write a book. So many people have a book inside of them and they want to write a book. Well, what's preventing you from sitting down and writing a chapter right now? you know, or they say that they want to be a motivational speaker, they want to talk about their story and what they've gone through. Okay. You know, I set them up with different events, you know, it's, it's possible. What you need to do is figure out what you're passionate about and just go for it. And what you just said right now is so important. Do not, you do not have to figure out the why Mm -hmm. it's going to come naturally. If you're putting your intention out there in the universe. You're gonna manifest it. The only thing is, is that you need to show up in the world as the person you want to become. So, if you want to be a best-selling author, see yourself signing books. You know, in a in a bookstore. You know, with a hundred people in line. Yeah. See yourself. You know, packing a suitcase and traveling the world and doing speaking engagements. Really, see yourself doing it. You do not have to figure out how you will get there. Just show up in the world as the person you want to become. When I started on social media, I had about 200 people on my social media accounts. They were family and friends. That's it. And then it just grew from there. And all the amazing opportunities that I've gotten were from my social media or the different things that I've done or from from my website, from just being visible. And talking to people and coaching people. And over the years, I've coached thousands of people, but it's about showing up. It's about, you know, becoming, showing up in the world as the person you want to become. And if you're working a nine to five job right now and you're working data entry and you want to become the CEO, well, show up every single day at your job as the CEO. What would the CEO do? How does the CEO dress? How does the CEO talk? And think about it every single day and show up as that person, not as a data entry clerk. And then it's going to happen. You're going to manifest it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's such great advice because often we come in with our brain logic of all the reasons why it's too hard or it'll take too long. I love how you break it down, what you said before. Move in that direction, you said, you know. So if someone's like, I want to write a book, you're like, okay, 200 words. Let's start with one chapter. So I love that. Move in that. What can you do today to move in that direction? Not like, okay, you have to map out a master plan and follow it. It's like, what can you do to move in that direction? It's such a great thing to make it more achievable.
2: Oh, and you know what I wanted to add to that? So many people find excuses as to why they cannot do something stop with the excuses make a list of why you can and stop finding excuses as to why you cannot do it and you'll just achieve it and reach your goals it's it's important to stop doing that so many people <laughs> come up with excuses yeah you know to reach your goals it means you need to step outside of your comfort zone it means you need to do something you've never done before and the unfamiliar It gets very uncomfortable, you know. Humans are creators of habits. We love our habits and our routine. So even for me to pack two suitcases and come to Costa Rica, it was unfamiliar. You know, I had to step outside my comfort zone. But if you want to go somewhere you've never gone before, you need to step outside your comfort zone. You know, you need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So people need to stop finding excuses as to why they cannot do something and just go for it. Find reasons why you can and just do it.
1: (laughs) And is how important is having a support person, whether it be a friend who has a similar goal or a different goal, but they're holding you accountable or a life coach or, or whatever it might be. How important is that piece of the
2: actual achieving? It's very important. And for anyone that has big dreams, it's very important to have someone that keeps you accountable now, I always refer people to life coaches or to a friend that is a life coach, not regular friends. And let me explain why. Family members and friends, they want you to succeed. However, if they don't have the mindset or know where you want to go, they're not going to keep you accountable to something that they have no knowledge about. So if you have a life coach or if you have a good friend that is a life coach, or your friend that is exactly or steps higher to where you want to go that's fine but i i would steer them away from family members or regular friends because family members and regular friends they want you to succeed but they don't want you to become better than them or to remind them of the goals and dreams that they did not accomplish themselves i would steer away from that and kind of let them know to someone be quiet about their big dreams to their friends and family members so they don't actually discourage them from reaching them. Reach out to a life coach or someone or a mentor or someone that's, you know, five steps ahead of where you want to go. And a lot of these people will do it for free. If you have the courage to just ask them for their advice, you know, they will help you because everyone in this industry wants to give you a lending hand, you know, they want to lift you, they want to bring you up higher. (laughs) That's why we're here. So I would definitely, especially if you have huge goals and big dreams. Yeah, get get an accountability partner. It's really important.
1: Yeah, the family friends thing is interesting, too, because often, they're just not they don't think in the same lines. Like I come from a family of no one's an entrepreneur. No one's into holistic health. you know. So <laughs> if I relied on them to keep me accountable, I wouldn't do any of the cool stuff I'm doing. So totally agree with you. What else about turning our dreams into reality? What other guidance uh, and wisdom can you share with us today on that?
2: Well, I can share a personal story if you want that happened to me. Um, we attract who we are. Now, if you have something on your vision board that you want to do, And the opportunity comes up in your life, say yes. Do not overthink it. If it's on your vision board and you've always wanted to do it, say yes. And I'll explain why. When your dream becomes a reality or when the opportunity comes in, oftentimes fear actually comes in the way. And then we're reluctant to. To take the opportunity. So, uh, for me, I was offered to be in a documentary alongside some very famous people Jack Canfield, uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith. um, There's a whole bunch of famous people. (laughs) And um, I almost said, I almost turned down the opportunity because. I didn't feel that I was up to par alongside them. You know what I mean? Uh, Jack Canfield sold 500 million books. I sold, I, I co-wrote three books. I sold thousands of books, but mm-hmm. he sold 500 million books. So when the opportunity came in to, you know, be featured in a documentary, which is coming out um, in 2024 sometime um, is sometime this year. So I, um, I almost said no, (laughs) just because, you know, it it meant to step outside my comfort zone. It meant to do something that I've never done before. So it's to follow your dreams. You know, when something comes in, say yes. Before saying no to anything Mm. that's on your vision board, consult with a life coach. You know, never say no to a big, massive opportunity that's on your vision board. That's how we downplay our, you know, our, that's how we self-sabotage our success is when we say no. We need to learn how to say yes to the correct opportunities and say no to the ones not in alignment. A lot of people say no (laughs) to the ones they should be saying yes to and yes to the things they should avoid, so. That is so
1: true and so relevant. And just looping back to human design again, often when I talk about it, I say, you know, life is like a sushi train, and invitations and opportunities will come past you. You don't need to take every single dish that's on offer, only take the ones that truly light you up. That is for manifestors or manifesting generators. Sorry, generators or manifesting generators. For the projectors and the reflectors, it's more around what comes easily and and effortlessly rather than the lighting you up energy. Um, But I agree with you. It's like saying yes to the right alignment things and saying no to the things that just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean you have to take it. But don't let the good ones pass you by.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm hearing from you. (laughs) (laughs) So many people do that. They say no when they should be saying yes.
1: What is something, um, and saying yes takes bravery, and what is something that you've done in the past year, like the past 12 months, where you've truly upped your brave?
2: Well, I would say in the last 18 months. So um, I sold my house, and I donated so much furniture to Habitat for Humanity, which I don't know if you guys have Habitat for Humanity where you are, but they're a big organization where they build houses for people. And I donated a lot of the furniture there because I used to be on their board of directors and chair of family services. I used to do their coaching program for the new homeowners of the houses. So I donated a lot of furniture and I packed a couple of suitcases and moved to Costa Rica. Where did <laughs> so you I'm move from? Right you were now. in
1: Canada. What? Where were you living in Canada?
2: I was living in Cornell, Ontario, Canada. So ah. it's one hour from the nation's capital, which is Ottawa, and an hour from Montreal. So I sold my house. I actually manifested the sale of my house. I received the exact money that I wanted for my house. Uh, my real estate agent's like, nah, you're not going to get that. And I, I'm like, yes, I'll show you how manifestation works. And I received it right away. And then a little bit later, I packed my things and came to Costa Rica in the blue zone of Costa Rica. And I actually had never been here to Costa Rica, but I just, I wanted to come here. I'm like, I need to see what's out there. And I just, I wanted to live my best life. I was coaching people how to live their best life, but then yet I was staying trapped in Canada (laughs) during the pandemic, which was the most locked down country in the world. So I'm like, nope. I had enough of this, so packed my suitcases and came here. Amazing. One way ticket? Well, technically, you need um, like a, an exit because oh, right. back then when I came here, you could only stay in Costa Rica for three months. But now in September 2023, they've actually extended um, visas for visitors to six months so people entering the country now can stay in Costa Rica for six months technically you need um like a an exit (laughs) from Costa Rica. yeah then you gotta leave and come back yeah but you can always cancel your ticket once you're in and and leave later (laughs) as long as you don't stay more than six months but you can cross over to Nicaragua and just come back to Costa Rica and stay longer so (laughs) (laughs) there's ways around it What about your bucket list?
1: Do you have anything that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you with?
2: Just if your audience could share this, you know, show, it would just mean so much to me. The more that people hear our beautiful messages about living your best life, that it is truly possible to do it. Um, I mean, people will be happier And I just I want people to hear our messages. So if your audience love this show, I would just love it if they could just share it with, you know, a friend, a family member or someone that's working a job they don't enjoy and know that it's actually possible to live your dream life. I I would love it if they could do that. That would just (laughs) it would make me so
1: happy. Amazing. So you guys, if you don't know, you can go and get any of the replays. All you do is go to realitycheck.radio or the RCR app and click replays. And you can just literally type in, probably Julie's name would be easiest. Type in Julie, which is J-U-L-I-E, Bluin, I'll spell it for you, B-L-O-U-I-N. Is that correct? That's correct. And you can type that into the search or else you just go to the Up Your Brave page and you look for Julie's lovely smiling face. Um, and share definitely share this with a few people in your life. What is coming up for you in the in the coming six months or so, and how can people find and follow you online if they want some more inspiration from you?
2: Well, what's coming up um, in about six months? I don't have the exact date yet. Is the documentary called "The Gift of Adversity"? I'm not quite sure yet exactly when it's going to be released, but it's called "The Gift of Adversity." And, you know, it's it's important to focus on empowering things, especially when we watch movies and television shows. And I always tell people, do not talk about things that you do not want to manifest in your life. Same thing about watching movies and TV shows and the new Netflix movie. Mm. Please do not engage in those conversations if you do not want to manifest that lifestyle or that in your life. Now, I'm so happy and so grateful and thrilled that The Gift of Adversity, the documentary, is going to help so many people. It's really uplifting and empowering that, you know, something that happens in your life is actually like something negative. There's no such thing as failure. You know, Um, you can turn that as an opportunity for growth so just go out there and make your dreams become a reality look if it wasn't for for the pandemic and being on lockdown in canada i wouldn't be living my best life in costa rica so everything is is an opportunity for growth and so that's what's coming out that's the biggest thing that i have coming up i'm also going to be hosting retreats in costa rica and in mexico and i also have a free newsletter so if your audience wants to stay in touch with me, they can register for my free newsletter. And for joining, I'll just send them a beautiful self assessment guide. And uh, that way they can identify if they have any, you know, limiting beliefs or any fears holding them back from living their best life. I just feel that so many people are not happy, healthy, abundant, and they can be. And just with the right mindset, I just feel like everyone can live their best life, and it's time that people share the message and listen to the message. <laughs> How do they empowering. find that?
1: Where do they go to get that newsletter or to learn
2: more? They can go on my website. So it's www.juliejulie. my last name, blue eye, B L O U I N dot com. And then there's a pop-up, it says register for the newsletter and they can just simply just enter their name, their email and they're registered and I'll send them the self-assessment guide. Amazing.
1: And all your links also will be on the replay page. And is it the same name for if we're following you on Instagram and Facebook? Is it your your full name?
2: Yeah, it's my full name. So I'm on Facebook. Well, Instagram is, is Julie underscore Blue Eye underscore coaching. That's Instagram. But if they go on my um website there is a where to find me page and they can just click on it so i'm on facebook instagram tiktok linkedin all the places
1: yeah (laughs) i think it's so good that you pointed out what to focus on what not to focus on like so we, we do want to focus on what we want to create in the world um, the dreams that we've got, and not to focus on all the other negative stuff that comes out on Netflix or the th- videos that we might see as we're scrolling. Is that right?
2: Exactly. See, the thing is, is that we see more of what we focused on the most. So when we wake up in the morning, we need to be positive. And, you know, one thing that I always say every single morning is how good can life get? how good can life get? Or you can say, how amazing can life get? Always focus on the positive and on what you want to manifest in your life. That's it. It doesn't matter the noise that's happening around you. Just don't listen to it. Don't tune into it. We can manifest instantly. So we need to be mindful of the things that we read, the things that we watch, the words that we say. And we cannot say things that are negative in a joking way, because what you speak out loud will manifest. So never speak something negative about yourself, because you're going to become that. So it's important to, to always be positive in the sense that what you're speaking, what you're writing, There, even when you're a life coach, I always reframe clients' obstacles in an opportunity for uh, for growth. So if someone says, "Oh, I'm so tired, okay, just say that you would like a power nap, you know, or you would love to rest right now. or if they say I've had a really busy day, just reframe it into I've had a productive day. you know, it everything needs to be um, inspirational and empowering when we when we speak or when we think of things.
1: Yeah, so reframing our languaging great reminder. Before we wrap things up, um, what other things, do you have another message or anything else you want to share with us? And I'm going to say Kiwis, you know, people here in New Zealand from the global perspective that you have coming from Canada, living in Costa Rica. um, Is there anything else that you think we should be thinking about or aware of? Um, Yeah. Anything else
2: coming in for you that you want to share with us? It's just people need to stop feeding the energy that, you know, their life is boring or that, you know, everything is negative around them or, you know, different things are dismantling. It's really important. A lot of people talk about, for instance, AI, where AI, a lot of people lose their jobs because of AI. Well, everything is perspective and your perception, right? Right yes, AI will remove a lot of the boring jobs, the jobs that people don't want to do, or the, the jobs that people shouldn't be doing. People are going to be forced into figuring out what they're passionate about and earning money doing what it is that they love. So there's always two sides to a coin. It's so important to stop, you know, being negative And, um, developing and fostering really a positive mindset abundance mindset and the growth mindset everything is possible if you think it's possible we need to you know um, figure out what we're passionate about and what our purpose is our purpose is not to simply work a job that we don't like so that we can pay bills you know if someone is complaining about how food is expensive how you know um uh, mortgages, the interest rates went up or how gas is really expensive. Well, don't give energy to the negative side of how everything's increased. Figure out a way to earn more money doing something that you love instead of feeding energy you know, into, into that. Money is energy. So it's really important to not, not feed into something that's negative. We don't control what's happening around us. You know, I, I don't control the price of gas or the price of food. What I can control is how am I going to react to that situation? Now figure out a way to earn more money, you know, doing something that you love and that's it. Stop complaining about everything that's happening around you. You know, it's just live your best life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Try (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I hope that everyone feels inspired uh, by this awesome interview. We're talking about turning dreams into reality. We would love to hear what dreams you're wanting to create in your life. You can send us a text, 2057.
2: Thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. I just, I just want to say that it is possible and to have the self-confidence to just go after your dreams. And we need to stop toning down who we are to fit in we need to light up the world and just be ourselves and stop toning down who we are <laughs> you know we need to be the light and just go for it have the wildest dreams and go for it life is short and you know we need to live our best life every single day and leave a lasting legacy you know i always ask people you know um if you were uh, writing your eulogy You know, I I know it sounds doom and gloom, but if you were writing your eulogy, what do you want people to say about you? You know, well, do that. Do whatever it is that you need to do so that, you know, people talk highly of you when you pass away. Live your dream life and it's possible. Amazing. Thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm grateful for you and your show. And thanks everyone for listening.
1: Oh, it was amazing. It was, in fact, magnifique talking to Julie all about turning your dreams into reality. And I hope that um, a lot of people feel called or feel drawn to do that, too, especially in 2024, where it's really time to visualize what you truly want to create and make it happen. In this interview, we talked about being mindful of what you speak and what you think. This is something I'm really focusing on myself at the moment. She talked about pure life. Everything is perspective and perception. And going for your purpose and following your passion. If money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your life? Move in that direction. Such brilliant guidance from the amazing Julie. You can find out more at julieblouin.com. Julie, J U L I E, Blouin, dot N.com. And you can also find her Julie Blouin coaching on Instagram.
0: You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie cutler Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And my next guest is Tony Knight. We are going to be talking about decentralized technology for financial and data privacy. Welcome to the show, Tony.
0: Great to be here, Natalie. Looking forward to it.
1: Looking forward to it, too. I've been following you on Facebook. We've been messaging each other. And here we are. For those of you that don't know Tony, Tony Knight, known as Krypton Knight, has been a spiritual entrepreneur for 30 years, specializing in natural health. Yay! In 2015, Tony started researching new technologies, blockchain and decentralized finance, and integrating it into a new business called DeFi Freedom. His prime focus is now dedicated to education and building a community for freedom in wealth and health and creating a parallel economy for people. Amazing. I'm so excited to dive into this, the economic side, and hopefully we'll touch on the health side as well. Uh, before we dive into that, Tony, I would love for you to share with me and the listeners how have the last 12 months or so been for you personally?
0: Um, yeah, last year was great. Quite a, a challenging year, but it was a productive year because I could feel uh, a, an urgency. I felt the sense of, like, got to get on with it. You know, I've I've been preparing for these times for 37 years and I just felt like the rubber hits the road now. Got to get it done. And uh, so I really, I upped my game by... Basically, I held all the presentations for our DeFi Freedom throughout the year on my own, and I dove, dived deep into some dark stuff uh, to basically bring it to light. That's what I really am. That's what I'm really doing. That's what Night is all about, is is uh, bringing things to light by facing the darkness, and that includes the digital aspect of life, as well as the health and all the other wonderful spiritual things, yeah. So it's about integration for me. Uh, the last year and it was it was challenging, but it's um, it's strengthening.
1: A few things that you mentioned there. A lot of my listeners will have heard of that phrase, um, you know, bringing the dark into the light. Some people won't have heard about it, um, but it is an interesting time we're navigating. And you talked about feeling like you were preparing for this time. And I feel the same. You know, actually, when the COVID, in quotation marks, thing happened, I really felt like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been training for. And so it's really cool and exciting to see people like you that have this kind of health and wellness, holistic health background, but also you've got wisdom in the financial space. And so I'm just thrilled today to be sharing whatever pearls of wisdom you're ready to share with my audience um, so let's dive into the the de- the decentralization thing. Uh, what does that mean? What do you mean by a decentralized economy?
0: So basically, decentralization means just uh, creating an economy or an ecosystem that is outside of our current centralized system. I mean, people uh, are realizing now that uh, everything has to run uh, through centralized tracks i mean basically it's a i call it the one-way mirror there's a certain small group of people that can see everything we do pretty much or they can find it but we can't see back you know and that's not good for for us for privacy for for a you know a holistically um, balanced world it's just it's just not so uh, I'm not just talking about money here. I'm talking about everything. All we say, do, all our work, play, everything that we, tra- wherever we transact, wherever we go, whatever, whatever we write, in that it's all getting kind of monitored. We know mm-hmm. the censorship is off the off the charts. Yeah. So a, a lot of people, you know, ref- sort of think of the decentralized finance. Maybe people have heard of that, but it's it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, so we're looking at the finance aspect um I guess as a primary because we've got to lock down that we've got to, we've got to protect our finances and we've got to know why we've got to protect it and how because you know obviously there's there's a lot going on in the economy the debt is off the charts and eventually that chicken those chickens are going to come home to roost so we have to um you know, I, I've seen uh, some of the, the – you might have heard of the, the e-book, The Great Taking, and David Rogers Webb talks about The Great Taking and how they, they're they planning to make us the exit collateral, basically, for their debt. And so uh, every property, every asset is listed as collateral on the, on the Cabal's books. And if they go down, they want to try and take uh, our property. Basically. I haven't
1: heard about the great taking, but I've heard about that concept, which I will come back to. So what I'm hearing you say is, is we kind of do live in a bit of a big brother world, right, where everything we do is is monitored and watched. And even things like, you know, you go to a website and there'll be a pop-up that pops up and it says, you know, do you accept, you know, the terms to cookies or whatever. And, I mean, often I just like, yeah, you know, cl- I just click accept because I just want that thing to get out of my face so I can see the website and yep. so much of it, we don't realize we are being tracked and traced the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we basically are, but it's still uh, difficult for them to marshal resources to monitor us in real time, and that's why AI in and in a fully digitized world, which I believe is uh, coming, is 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 how they will be able to affect that in twenty four seven. So that is the real danger. Is is uh, digital ID linked to CBDC, linked to um, GPS tracking, uh, and all of that? That that puts us very much in 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 the in the limelight of um you know. So basically, that's why if we're coming into a fully digitized world, then it makes sense that to help us, we have to use some of that technology in a way that protects us because you know they're doing it regardless of what we do or say or think so just kind of denying it or resisting it or burying our heads in the sand or i'm going off grid and i'm just going to exit the escape the world that is not a solution because at some stage you're going to have to touch in with the system you're going to have to buy stuff you're you still gotta live, you still gotta connect, you still gotta transact. So it's the ability to transact or transactability is going to be heavily monitored. So this is where the technology now is being built, where we can get um, we can basically operate in a decentralized realm in, in an encrypted um, blockchain world where we actually have censorship um resistance or freedom in there. Mm. And it's building that pace and it's not uh it's not yet obviously done, but it's it's definitely going in the right direction.
1: Okay. I'm loving what I'm hearing because I feel like for some people, one of their primary fears, concerns and fears at the moment is this whole we're going all digital and everything's gonna be tracked and, and we don't have any control so instead of going that way and and the other path is they go that's you know you can either throw your hands up in the air and say well this is what's happening and it isn't it horrible or you can go i'm going off grid i'm not part of it and you're kind of suggesting not so much a middle path but basically going hey we still can be empowered here we still can have as you call it censorship resistance love that um okay so how How do we do that? What practical tips, strategies, steps, whatever, can you give my audience today about how can they still be part of the economy or the system or whatever, um, but stay protected in terms of this centralization topic?
0: Okay, so first thing I wanna make uh, clear is I am not a technologist per se. I, I came into this sort of technology thing through my study with the financial system, and uh, G. Edward Griffin was a major mentor, and there were other people. When I understood the, f- how the Federal Reserve was created and all that, I realised, oh my god! And then, and then it evolved until I started researching crypto and decentralised finance. But I'm a naturalist. I grow. Uh, I've got a whole food forest going on in our property. I grow a, a, almost all my veggies and fruit as well and so what I'm seeing is is it is a sort of middle ground. it's blending the best of the natural world, natural health and connections to that and mainly operating with with our information and with our ID and and, and that in the digital realm and now and our money. And what we are looking at one thing we're doing is we are what we call going bankless. Right. where you can literally now, have a banking option that's off the traditional banks and it's just using software it is not reinventing the wheel so it's software connected to our finances that is operating in a completely uh, decentralized way completely uh where you hold the private keys what we say you hold the private keys not your keys not your uh not your money and This software, it's just like Airbnb doesn't own the hospitality, they don't own the houses, they don't own the accommodation, they didn't create it, but through software, they're connecting people to the accommodation. It is exactly the same principle with our money. The software and decentralized software, which means it's encrypted, basically, is connected, connecting to our finances. And this is happening through, this is happening. Anyway, through what's called open banking. Open banking means fintechs, which means financial technology firms, the ones behind the real, the the, the, the new cryptos that are coming, have are on a level playing field with traditional banks. So banks now have to uh, open up to competition, and that is exciting in itself. And then, uh, so it's through uh, what they call the APIs. Um, I think it's uh, application process, application programming interface. And so it's technology that, that links, links the real world or the existing world to the fully digital, uh, um, the digital uh, encrypted blockchain world. And so we can literally send our money there and we can hold it there and we protect what we've got and we can earn, we can save, we can invest and we can spend our money without oversight from any of these central authorities. And so that, that's one thing we're doing, which is a pretty major, we've got to sort of secure, as they say, sort of lock your back door, secure, your, secure that. Also, we are delving into some of the cryptos. But I'll be very clear that a lot of the cryptos are not going to survive. A lot of them are scams. But there are uh, cryptocurrencies out there, the decentralized ones, and there's another breed that's more like going to be the new financial banking system under a standard called ISO 222. Some people refer to it as the QFS, but I don't necessarily subscribe to that per se. But it's certainly going to have a quantum effect, and it's just a lot of the stuff you read uh, on social media is 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 sh- shards of truth, but actually factually inc- incorrect. So basically, yeah.
1: Well, it's hard to know. So QFS, quantum quantum financial system. It's hard to know what is the truth, you know, in terms of what you read, what you see, what you watch. And then it's also hard to know what path to take. So let's go back to the bankless concept. Is is the bankless concept, somebody would literally take out all or most of their money from the actual bank, let's say Kiwi Bank, BNZ, whatever, and they would put it into this other platform, which you said is encrypted. And they might also choose to have some like they might spread their rocks around you know they might have some money in crypto like i do they might have some money in gold and silver like i do um is is that a wise path that's what i would suggest but um i'm not sure
0: that's exactly what i'm doing as well Mm -hmm. diversification as well as decentralization so i would not uh just pencil my existing bank account. It's kind of still got to use for paying basic bills and all that. You're sort of like we're kind of got foot in both camps mm. and we're in a trans we're in a transiting world and we're in this as a transiting technology. So I don't ever believe in burning your bridges until the time is right. And it means you've got to work smarter, not harder. It's this is about having and this is, comes down to understanding, understanding, which means to stand under the truth, by the way, not under an authority or a patriarchy. It means to stand under the truth, and uh, that means having knowledge. And then mm-hmm. applying that knowledge means wisdom. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach people how to operate the technology, but also the whole holistic mindset aspect get in your mind is this is a paradigm shift of mega proportions
2: Mm.
0: and people I don't think I think some people have a glimpse of what's coming but either they're gonna they fall into fear because they don't understand what's happening or they have a very idealistic oh you know I'm a very spiritual my spiritual truths are gonna carry me through and I don't need to worry I think both and extremes is not good. We've got to actually harmonize the two and have a spiritual concept, but we've got to be operating in the physical reality. And if it's everything is going digitized, we need to be protecting ourselves in that realm.
1: Which sounds very wise, definitely. Um, there's one term that I don't know much about that you mentioned, I mentioned it in the bio, it's DeFi. So my question is, what is DeFi and what is DeSo? These are some phrases that some people might might not be familiar Great with.
0: Great questions. Yeah, we, we tend to make uh, short names and acronyms. DeFi stands for decentralized finance. Okay. And so that's where the crypto comes in. By the way, um, oh, I'll come back to that, but I just want to give a brief explanation of what the blockchain is so people understand that. Uh, DSO stands for decentralized social media. So, what we are endeavoring to do is link um, private messaging, literally private messaging on the blockchain with our finance, with our banking, a uh, bankless bank system. And uh, then your information, your money, And effectively even businesses can all be completely operating in a decentralized ecosystem that means that we are operating completely then we are getting right off the centralized digitized grid and this to us is our antidote to any central bank digital currency which uh that is where when people when i mention crypto or blockchain or digital money People get triggered and they immediately think of a CBDC. And what we're actually offering is absolutely absolute opposite to that. It's decentralized bank, it's decentralized money. It's not centralized bank money.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it is digital, but it's as I say, not all blockchains, when it comes to blockchain, they're not all created equal. Anyone can create a centralized blockchain. Anyone can, and and we can create decentralized blockchains. It all comes down to the coding. So if, if it's coded in a way, it's just like our DNA codes us to create our body and our life. Blockchain can be coded to be very beneficial or could be very detrimental. And it's all open source code. It's all div- it's all like it's like playing with plasticine in a, in a digital in an analogy, the digit the the uh, coding can be moulded to be completely protecting us or completely doing the opposite. So blockchain is like the plumbing of a house, and you turn on the tap, the water comes out, and water is very good analogy because money flows like water, mm-hmm. liquidity is kind of how money flows but uh, again and that's another thing is people have also don't realize the difference between money and currency money is like gold silver it's a store of value which is actually what bitcoin is starting to become it holds its value and it can be it for long periods of time whereas currency and fiat currency is actually an exchange it's a medium of exchange of essentially energy so what's happening is the currencies are getting so debased and so destroyed now we're not playing with real energized money once they took it off the gold standard and once they disassociated real world assets with the currency so we've got to be understanding that and and then Combining that with this digitized technology means scalability really starts to uh, come into play. Technology is great for scale, for doing a lot more with less, and then especially with AI. So there's a lot of uh, changes going to be coming on this earth. On the other side of whatever's coming in the next year or two, there's some events coming that I think people know and sense and we have to prepare. We, to me, it's about preparedness. I'm not a prepper per se, but I am a prepping in, in a holistic way. And so we have to get prepared now and um, deal with sort of uh, yeah, connecting ourselves to our community is also very important for me, having the education and protecting ourselves uh, through our ID, our our, um, personal ID, our data. Our data is the new oil. But data that we own and control, Mm. like in our bankless bank, Mm -hmm. is the new gold.
1: So it is, I agree, an absolute time of transition. And we want to be informed. We want to, therefore, be empowered. And part of doing that is being prepared, like you said, Um, having – diversifying and decentralizing our money. So to our listeners, we would love to know what is resonating for you so far in this conversation, or what questions do you have? You can send a text 2057 or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. I'd love to know, Tony, before I move on to another question, I'd love to know uh, what do you what do you see coming? You mentioned that we're going to go through a lot of changes in the next year or so. Let's just say in the next you know six months or eight months or something. What do you see coming along? I mean, we've heard before about um, the. Decline or the swap from the fiat dollar t- more towards a gold-backed currency. We've heard a little bit about BRICS, which is an acronym for various countries that are looking at moving towards towards um, a gold-backed currency. What do you see coming for us uh, specifically in New Zealand? Maybe if you've got thoughts on that.
0: Hmm. Um, I think uh, it's 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 going to be an ongoing slow grind. Um, I actually think that there is. Possibly going to be a what they call a black swan this year—a sudden, unexpected, quite large event that's going to be know um, yeah, quite uh, in our face. Uh, like COVID was a black swan, something possibly like that. Um, it could be well, climate, weather create related. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Um, but it might not happen. It might not happen at all. I mean, if we uh, can, if we are raising our frequency as to sufficient levels, none of this can actually happen. Right. But there has to be some. There's got to have to be a, a, a at some stage either this year or next year. There's going to be a what we call a flick the switch moment, because if the if the currency is continually getting debased and the debt is like astronomical. They can't pay if the governments are going broke, countries are going bankrupt. There has to come a time when an event has to happen. This is why they're trying to ferment war. This is why they love war, because it's a great way to hide all their crimes and all, all that, all the other stuff. This is why we're seeing an escalator. So I think we're going to see an escalation around the world of of, of more um unrest in the Middle East. And obviously you notice how uh, the Whole narrative around Ukraine, Russia has died down a lot. Yes, they they're not getting the pay dirt that they want from that, and I actually think um, NATO are about to get put to the sword.
1: To By the honest. way, I still keep seeing the yellow and the blue, you know, um, branding every in so many places with so many different companies, and I just keep thinking you know me i'm a bit of a conspiracy realist so i kind of feel like is <laughs> that intentional because they want people to feel a certain way because we're supposed to feel you know sad for or supportive of anyway interesting i just see the blues and yellows being used in marketing on in all over the place it is quite a fascinating time to look to live in and especially if you sit back and look at what's going on um Okay, so how can, given everything you've mentioned there, and I I agree, how can people best um, prepare themselves, but also their mindset to be empowered, and while also being resilient going through these times?
0: Um, I think if they've got yeah, you know, uh, certainly I think connecting with a community of like minds is really really powerful, and really, not everyone is able to be expert in everything, so in a community that's where. It's very really powerful. We we actually are building a local community-based ecosystem as well called the new economy. That's another thing that we're doing on the side. But uh, there's, there's, there's lots of other um, things we can do, grow our own food. If we've got the ability to do that, uh, I think um, securing, if we've got the, again, it comes down to resources, you know, because, again, if people um, are struggling on, on 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 the benefit or they're struggling financially so that's where it becomes very restrictive and that's where we need access to resources so i think we need to sort of think about backup making sure we've got good water supply we've got good energy supply we've got um we've got um you know taking care of the basics you know we've got um when it comes to opening our mind, and mind, the mind side of things, you know, a lot of uh, what do we call belief restructuring, we've got to sort of start moving from just looking at uh, surface stuff that is shared everywhere that people take as gospel, and we've got to go to the source of information. I'm a great mm. believer, and in many ways I'm also a believer in being uh, counter-intuitive, which means going into the areas that scare us the most and looking at it and trying to get, because I I believe in balancing, the the polarisation is is like a mental sickness. And I think the one way to overcome polarisation is through what I call the trinity. And uh, we need to consider that the three key things that we need in our life on just about everything in our personal life, love life, working life, financial life, there are three key things It's it's uh, that help to, you could say, key values that help to balance up the imbalance of where we just constantly getting skewed. You know, we have a left brain, we have a right brain, and we have a third eye. You know, this is another uh, sort of way of saying it. So we need to have the logic, um, the reasoning, the critical thinking, combined with the empathy, the compassion, the love, and we need to balance that up. And you can say that's what the pineal gland is there for. That's what it does. So listening to inspiring music, um, getting out in nature is a big thing for me, Uh because nature will take care of you where you can't take care of yourself. It, it, it provides energy without you having to think about it. And that's what we need, is is to increase our energy quotient, you know, uh, and and look at not just in IQ, but EQ, SQ, spiritual intelligence, NI, what I call NI, natural intelligence. And so we've got to look to the real baseline truths of this world. What makes this world tick? Gravity is always gravity. You know, um, the sun always comes up and goes down. You know, there are certain natural laws that we are subjected to that. If we get into a tune with that, all this other surface stuff takes care of itself. You get to the cause of, of, of our existence and work on your inner world, who you are, Outside, you know, away from all this conditioning, away from the labels and the, you know, I am, you know, my job, I am Tony, you know, I am, and get into actually knowing who you are as an energy being. That then you're living at pause. All these things that are happening in the world externally, they're gonna melt away, or you're gonna not get disempowered by them.
1: So especially when it comes to a Black Swan event, as you mentioned, whatever that might look like, if that's a weather thing or a whatever <laughs> um or a new a new, you know virus or an alien thing or whatever it might be, um, I think the Trinity is so helpful if we come back to these three key things you mentioned, go, because what, what we saw happen during the covid years is friends turn against friends and neighbors daub in neighbors and all that. So, we know how easily we can divide and and combat each other. So if we can lean on these the trinity of logic, empathy, and intuition to help us, hmm. I think stay on path. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and heart. I mean, bringing the heart into the matter, bringing, um, bringing, um, yeah, doing what you love and love what you do, as they say, and then you'll always be taken care of because then you're getting into tune with the higher universe really wants us to be you know living our best life. all this this stuff I see about how it's almost noble to be living you know um, with barely two beans to rub together or it's noble to be in poverty or it's you know denying money as, as a sort of a flag to fly. That to me is that's how the conditioning is really got it's affected us but at the same token I'm not I'm not talking about giving money for money's sake my end goal is not to have more money my end goal is to is as like a spade is used to dig the garden so I can get the produce to eat the moneys like the tool mm. like the spade so that we can live our purpose that's what it's all about to me but and do our- you
1: agree that the way we've been living at society, humanity, it's actually like it shouldn't be this hard, right?
0: No, it shouldn't be. And that's because, yeah, so many, it's because we've kind of accepted these things as normal when they're really not. And we've adopted them and we're living in a sort of a, I call it there, it's the pleasure dome. And we've kind of allowed ourselves to, to we've forgotten of our true roots and our values and so I think we need to come back to a value-driven life and a lot of people are living externally by the uh, outer trappings even Mm. even, or they're living externally uh, by denying that, and that's part of who they are is so it's, it's kind of coming back again to your inner center and um Getting back to the breath and eating good food, and um, you know, enjoying yourself with with good company, and being grounded, and 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 in, you know, being in gratitude for things. You know, the world is a beautiful, wonderful place. It just doesn't look like it at the moment. So,
1: well, it's interesting when you say pleasure dome because I feel like we've been living in the suppression dome. And a lot of us, a lot of, you know, suppressing our emotions, suppressing our health and wellness with, you know, pharmaceuticals, etc. with Netflix zombie nights and things. So I'll go, but I'll th- go
0: one step further. <laughs> yeah. We're living in unrepression.
1: Repression. repression. Don't dome. dome. What is yeah. repression?
0: So suppression is what we uh so repression is what we've denied over the long term. Repression is what is the long-term denial, if you like, where suppression is something that we're making in conscious in that moment of, we are going to, you know, suppress that or we're going to allow that, uh, so repression is long-term suppression. Basically. Okay,
1: so we've got depression, which would be like pushing yourself down, repression, which is not like re-being again, like on, over and over again, repression. Exactly. But where, we, where do we want to get to? If we want to get to the pleasure dome, which does come back to some of those basics, like you mentioned, the breath, time in nature, surround yourself with good, connected people. I mean, do you feel like we're heading that way?
0: Uh, I I actually think, uh, I'm actually an optimist. (laughs) I'm a bit of an idealist. I think when these events happen over the next year or two, I think that, uh, I think the basis of of, uh, enough of us are awake that I think that there will will be a painful period. But I actually think on the backside of that, I think there will be, uh, uh, I'm excited for what can come. Mm. I really think that then, there will be a new Earth built. It may not be built by everybody, but this is where we start as a parallel, or I could say a parallel reality, which eventually will become the primary reality, but we've got to start somewhere. There's a lot of people, there's at least, I think, 30% that are never, that are so stuck in the system that they, they're basically, <laughs> you, know, you know, they're going to need help. There's uh, 30% of us who are relatively awake, and there's the – 40% in the middle who could go either way, but they could easily come onto our side. And then really, uh, you don't need everybody on board. We only need actually a relatively small percentage of, of united people uh, will make the big difference. And that's how it's always been. If you look back in history, everything's in cycles. We're just in in, in one of the cycle where we're in the, in the trough and we're about to, Imagine the people who went through World War One and World War II or the Great Depression of the early 30s, 1930s. You know, what happened after that depression became fascism. And then the war, wars came. But then after the war became a great flowering. I mean, the 50s and 60s and 70s, my parents had a pretty, uh, pretty good life. So I think that, you know, you know, all things being equal, the, the seasons of our life will come back into summer. We just go exiting the winter. Mm. No, and, and that's
1: right. And sometimes out of these challenging times, whatever it might be, uh, the COVID thing, potential future black swan, um, the, the plus side is it does, people do wake up. They do start questioning things and looking around and going inward rather than just, you know, Going through the calendar day by day and not really thinking about things.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's exactly right. It, it's a, it, it's sort of a, you could say it's sad in a way, but it's just the way it is. Unfortunately, humans, unless we're really put under pressure, we're really pushed. We won't make uh, a, a conscious decision to to change unless we're really. Um, We really have no choice. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, we kind of have strayed off track. And you say the pleasure dome, it's been all about the pleasure and not really, you know, a lot of us have been, don't really uh, care or have too much, uh, you know, care around things. We kind of tend to be like, um, oh, you give give a bit here and there, and that's my work done. Now, Now, where's my next latte? And, you know, I, I know I'm just as, as responsible for that as anybody else. And so I think we've just got to start, you know, knowing how to be a bit more resilient and resourceful. They say the best resource is resourcefulness. So I think we, we're we creative beings, though, and when we, when we get the picture, we are very good then at um, getting into action. So I think that this next period will be a great wake-up call on many levels including maybe in the spiritual level which will bring us towards that um you know a a, a greater unity and Mm. and higher you know uh, resonance and and it's all about frequency it's all about energy energy is really the most important thing here not money not even time it's it's about energy and all its different forms. So this is where we've got to, you know, um, know, somehow find that way to switch on the light. (laughs) And, you know, technology is only one aspect coming back to decentralization. That's only one aspect. It's not my main, well, it's not my sole focus. It is my main focus at the moment, because if we own nothing, do you think we're all going to be happy? And I, I don't think so. We're not. It's about depe, in independence and interdependence, and so that's what's going to make us happy. Is is is, is sort of um, being more independent and interdependent, and uh, having resources that we need without being in a, in a, in a, in, a, in excess. You know, without um, the greed and all of that is just is not you know healthy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when people think about money, a lot of people get stressed, right? Because money is equal stress for a lot of people and la- lack of money or maybe like how to keep track of it. And so even this topic in itself will be, it will bring up emotions um, and different energy for people. How can we move forward and thinking about health as well? How can we move forward Um while staying empowered and not get stressed about this whole money thing.
0: Yeah, by taking action, uh, and what I would suggest is uh, is start researching and and start to build knowledge around what you can do there. I mean, start with research, um, building your knowledge base, because uh, that's what brings fear is when you have a lack of understanding or knowledge on a certain topic, And a lot of, especially us older people, like I'm a baby boomer, you know, and technology and money was something that I wasn't actually particularly interested in, 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 you know, in many ways. Well, I didn't want to understand it. I just wanted to earn it and spend it, you know. And that's, you know, understandable uh, why people are like that. But um, for me, it was like it's part of my mission. I had realised I had to, you had to secure we had to secure our um it's 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 our energy again because when we work when we earn money it needs to be stored somewhere mm, so that's right. it really comes down to uh valuing ourselves more and then taking action to i suggest people look at the decentralized aspect uh because then, once you get that sorted, I mean, when you're working in a decentralised, I mean, so it, it's it's going into every area of life. I mean, honestly, the the things that they've got planned to digitise and to- what they call tokenize every single asset on the planet, and that's what they that's the plan. And there's a way to do that that's going to be very hum- it could be harmonious for us, or it could be very detrimental. And tokenizing, like, so real-world assets, what they call real-world assets, will go on the blockchain. And so we want to ensure that they go into a decentralized nature. Decentralization also means redistribution of resources and self-policing through transparency. It's the only reason people want to have absolute privacy is as a reaction to this world. If everybody sees what everyone else uh, can see, then it becomes self-policing and um, and transparency is more important to me than pri- uh, when, not... <laughs> if you've got transparency, then you have the right appropriate privacy, put it that way. We don't need to be running away. Privacy in the form of escapism isn't really private. We need to... All eyes need to be seeing the same thing, and then if manipulation or malfeasance is coming in with the blockchain, they know it stands out straight away, and that can be eliminated. And it, let's face it: it's usually the central bankers that are doing most of <laughs> most of the problem. So uh, they uh, need the power. We need they we we don't need to fight them over the power, all we need to do is withdraw our energy and create unity amongst the people and then they will literally collapse, as Buckminster Fuller said, to destroy an old obsolete system, just create a better system that renders them ob- obsolete. So. yeah,
1: well, that's right. theres the central bank, I mean, it is a massive time of change. And I imagine this conversation will bring up even more questions for people. So with that being said, how can people connect with you or reach out if they would love more information or explanation on some of the things we discussed?
0: ok. so on, i'm on I'm on Facebook. Uh, my my um you'll find me as crypto Knight. Uh, It's Krypton with a K, K R Y P T O N E, Knight, and my full name, K N I G H T. Um, I have a website, DeFi Freedom, D E F I Freedom.nz, and you'll find us on there, and there's some information there about what we do. And um, uh, also, I have a a blog called EarthstarFreedom.com. And on Earth Star Freedom, that's where I go into the, uh, I love everything to do with like quantum energy and natural laws and spirituality. And so, yeah, you can find me on either of my websites or on, yeah, all on Facebook. Although <laughs> my days on Facebook are numbered. And well, I'll be more than happy to show people how what we're doing and going bankless is another thing that we do we do i give presentations all the time i do a lot of free presentations i'm doing my best to try and help people but you can only only help people who are willing to help themselves Mm. and and are motivated to look at this and i know it's hard for a lot of people but um, we do our best to try and help people that way so on DeFi freedom we give you know we have a database and people can go on that as a free member and you can get access to our information and then you'll know what's happening.
1: Okay. Well, if you're listening and you want to stay in the loop on that, you can reach out to Tony. And I will also put those links, by the way, on our replay page. So if somebody wants to go and look that up, you can just go to realitycheck.radio. And um, if you just type in Tony Knight, that's probably the easiest. It'll go to the replay page. Yeah. And you can look at that up. All right. What is one thing that you would, if you were to truly up your brave in 2024, what would you do?
0: Um, I um, continue to go further into the decentralized world. I think I, I, I I'm building the economy in the D the de- DeFi world and the decentralized world. Uh, continue to keep growing my garden. Uh, and more facing my own shadow self. You know, to me, facing the shadow is really the ultimate up in your brave. Facing that, what scares you, what triggers you, and instead of running away or blaming the world for the problems or your a person, just take ownership of that and look into the darkness and and. Yeah, be brave and face it.
1: Mm, look into the darkness to feel the light. Really good. All right, Tony, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our RCR audience today?
0: Um, just to give people, uh, I just to say uh, on a positive note, I really think just that the world is, there's some amazing things I believe coming in this world. And just to keep positive, don't, um, don't just uh, believe everything you see or hear. Uh, stay away from negative people, negative news. Just keep your energy up and 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 keep looking for the for the positive. But stay grounded. Yeah.
1: Amazing. That's- thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your wisdom with us today. And everyone, thank you for listening. We've been listening to Tony Knight on decentralized technology for financial and data privacy. Thanks.
0: Thank you. It's been great, great pleasure.
1: I'm so honoured to have such an amazing range of incredible guests to chat with every week. And um, it was so great to talk to Tony Knight. We talked about bringing the dark into the light, urgency rising, diversification and decentralisation. And he asked the question, and I'll ask you, do you feel like you've been preparing for this time in history? It is such a monumental time. And sometimes we can't see that while we're in it. And we're certainly in it at the minute. Go the rhyming. Um, But I kind of feel like I've been preparing for this my whole life. Um, I am a little impatient, but I'm trying to be in the moment. We also talked about censorship resistance and bankless banking. You can learn more and you can get in touch with Tony at a few places, earthstarfreedom.com, earthstarfreedom.com. And also defifreedom.nz.
0: You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're here listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie cutler Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And I'm so thrilled to be going to Hamilton. Well, virtually going to Hamilton. Next, I'm talking to Lindley Aaron, all about the spiritual side of menopause, revealing the wise woman through peri and menopause. Welcome to the show, Lindley. Well thanks for having me Natalie.
3: I'm happy to be here.
1: I'm so excited to dive into the spiritual side of menopause and to meet someone named Lindley, my mom's name. Oh wow,
2: beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for those of you that don't know Lindley Aaron, Lindley is an unschooling mama of two boys. Uh age 12 and another age. She is a musician, she facilitates women's circles and offers ceremonies such as mama blessings and head fastings, hand fastings. Ooh. More recently she has been called to delve deeply into the world of what women move through spiritually and emotionally in the autumn of life, the path of menopause and how they can connect consciously during this time of change to burn down the falsities and misalignments and reveal the new life awakened in this phase. Ooh, this is exciting. This is very, very exciting. Um, You know, we haven't really delved into menopause on my show, and definitely we haven't talked much about the spiritual side of it. So these are two of my things that I'm keen to learn about coming together. So exciting yeah. to have you here. Hey, before we dive into that, can you give us a little bit more backstory? Like, how did you, Mama of Two, get into this unique area that you're now sharing with other people? Mm, well, it's
3: been a bit of a um a path, really. So I think my my journey really began with birth trauma um with my first son and moving through and having a very healing birth with my second son. And the the way that I got there was through uh, women's circles, um, which were through the Home Birth Association and being held so deeply um, by other women, which I've never experienced before. Um, and that just really ignited in me that having women getting together for the purpose of, you know, listening, um, hearing, all of these types of things, it, yeah, it just felt so right. Um, and because there wasn't really anything around in 2019 that I could find um, I decided to create women's circles um, and been doing them every moon since and and so my um, I guess interests and things like that have gone through Um, I still am very interested in all the transitions of life basically so um, mothering, childbirth, pregnancy um, and those types of things hence my mama blessings and um yeah and now i'm 44 now and um i am definitely going through perimenopause and so yeah just really got ignited by i was reading who was it, it was jane hardwick collings um i was reading something on her website i've always known about the the triple goddess which is the the maiden mother crone and um anyway there's this new archetype that jumps in which is the maiden mother marga crone so normally the mother would kind of, you know, cover the um, the spring and the summer mm-hmm. of our um, the mother would do that. But the marga comes in and she's the autumn of our life. And um, I was just like, wow, okay, when I hit menopause, you know, it could be five, ten years away. Um, well, probably more likely five. But, um, yeah, we've got this new archetype because I don't feel like I can claim the crone, <laughs> you know, at, um, at this age. So it just ignited this fire in me, I guess, of like, wow, there's there's something really here in this rite of passage of menopause.
1: Yeah. I think it's so important to celebrate the stages and the phases of life We do that a little bit with kids, you know, different birthdays, and you know, like my son, he's just about, you know, he's just started um, high school. You know, my youngest high school. We do those kind of milestones, but the stages of of development and life, I think that's so important. I'm going to ask an obvious question that some of my audience will be wondering, which is, what do you mean by woman's circle? A woman's circle. So, a
3: woman's circle to me is a place where we gather um, with. Gosh, it's just this, it's a, it's a beautiful, loving space of women who may not even know each other, but we sit in this circle and it's like a I don't know I I feel like it's a coming home. When when new women come and sit in the circle, they usually cry, and I think it's um it's a deep remembrance of being held by other women in these you know villages <laughs> that we would have used to have where you just walk outside and the other women are there doing the things where we join them. So a woman's circle is like a a modern-day, well, no, it's very ancient, but it's the ones we have now are a modern-day version of the village, I suppose, Um, um, the ones I facilitate, um, the women who come, we stay connected, and it's just always this beautiful place where we come and do spiritual work together, um, have a place to release anything that needs to move through us, whether it's a celebration or... um, you know something that's really hard to move through, and we need a support network. Um, yeah, it's a place to be really, really heard without having to be fixed. So, so often when we're speaking to things that we want, um, that we're having trouble with, people just want to go, How about you do this, or can, can you do this? You know, and it's actually everyone's got their own answers deep within them. And I think when you sit in a circle and you're just being heard, no one's going to interrupt you. Um, then You know, sometimes those things can rise to the surface for yourself as you verbally process them in a circle. Yeah. And we sing and we we, (laughs) there's quite a lot of things. We do path working, like meditation and drumming, singing. Outside
1: is it outside or inside? It can be either. Either. Yeah. What I'm trying to do, I mean, I generally I know what a circle is. I have interviewed other people that do them and I know people that do them. I think it's so amazing, so powerful. Um, but it's not something we hear a lot about. So that's why I'm really getting you to create that vision for people in terms of, you know, where is it and and that type of thing. And how many people would be in the circle? Are we talking 10?
3: Um, Yeah, I keep it to 11 max um, just to keep it um, intimate. And so when we have, because usually there's rounds of like, I'll share something and ask a question. And by the time you get around, you know, more than 11 women, it's, it's just too, it's too much for each question and to keep it, yeah. And I like everyone to feel like they can connect deeply with the people that are there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just love this so much. And I feel like it's about, like what you said, self-expression. So the a, a, a space, like a physical space and people holding space, which means not jumping in with all the answers, but just holding the energy um, and as a place to self-express and also receive support through listening, not support through answers and strategies and solutions. It's like support yeah. through the listening and and sometimes, you know, physical support, like hugging and and also support through safety of being able to release like the tears and crying, which a lot yeah. of people would be holding in for ages, I imagine.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. It's a very, very vulnerable place um, mm. to be. And um, hence why people get nervous and cry normally. Um, but it's yeah, just the act of getting those tears started, and you know, that's just such a, a beautiful release for a lot of people. That yeah, like you say, have been, you know, as women we often move around our world with this mask on that everything's fine and everything's okay, and it's and it's not always. And we, but we don't ha- necessarily have a safe place to really um, just let that you know crumble for a while.
1: Yeah. So, so good. And so therapeutic for those of you listening. um, I would love to know, have you been part of a circle like this? Or is this something that that you feel um, would be helpful for you? I think it might be you can send us a text, let us know your thoughts 2057 on the text or inbox at realitycheck.radio. Let's talk about menopause. This is obviously something that does relate, I imagine, to every listener because not every listener navigates menopause, but they probably know someone who does. You know, a sister, a mother, a partner, etc. So I had the beautiful combination of COVID, teenagers, and menopause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I don't. I mean, COVID. You know, the experience of COVID, the three years of COVID, yeah. but um. Yeah. Actually, so far so good, meaning teenagers, really so far so good. The COVID thing, so fascinating in terms of because I'm very much an observer of humanity. So mm. very much, you know, just so fascinated and sometimes shocked um by how different people behaved and things like that. So it actually was bad, but it, it was I kind of look at the positives for me in terms of learning and and healing and awakening. Mm. And menopause. Um, So I started off with really bad headaches every month for like 24 hours. And sometimes I would vomit because it gets so bad. So I've never had migraines in my life. Never had any like monthly period pain. I've had such an easy ride. Um, So I just got the headache thing. But then that recently I started getting hot flushes, hot flashes. And I actually love them because I'm usually quite cold. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm really warm right now. So anyway, those are my physical symptoms. I'm not asking you for like help and diagnoses, but I'd love you to comment from a spiritual perspective on let's start with menopause in general and then maybe we can move into some of these symptoms and different women I imagine experience different things.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be such a different experience for for all of us. Um my my mom just went into menopause at 45 and stopped bleeding and that was that and she didn't have any other experience with it so you know with what my exploration is I think it's a beautiful choice if we choose to really look at this um transition in our lives as something that can be a massive transformational container for us um but if it's not then you know we don't have to try and find it if it doesn't feel like a calling but um yeah I mean just thinking about your your hot flash as well it's in in my mind um it's like a everything I've read in quite a lot of the books that I've been reading now and it just resonates so deeply is that it's like a forge you know we get this we're in a transformational transition so that hot flash is like a a forge like this alchemy happens if we choose to embrace it um so, you know, a lot of women might kind of wiggle and go oh, I'm having a hot flash, and really resist the, the feeling of it. But how could we, like, actually use it as a um, an alchemy mm-hmm. when we're feeling this heat, like, running through our bodies? It's like, oh, like, you could just even just settle into the feeling of it, or you could have what what could this be for? What could I be alchemizing right now and just see if anything drops in and, and let it move through you? So it can actually be a, um, a beautiful tool that we can use, moving through menopause. If we have, if we have hot flashes, um, not everyone will have them. Some, some women have chills, um, instead of <laughs> hot flashes. And I don't want that. So, no, no. And some, some women don't um, expe- just experience them at all. So, um, yeah, In terms of
1: alchemy, I, ju- I do this in my show. I jump in on words for people just to make sure we're on the same page. When I you say alchemy, I think turning lead to gold. Mm. So I'm not sure if that's what you mean. Like, obviously literally, but I mean, you know, also energetically, like what are the, like at the, I might, so if, let's say I have a hot flush flash and I'm like, Ooh, what am I thinking in this moment? Like, wow, that's interesting. What was I thinking when I suddenly got that? That's what I'd be looking at. But what do you mean by alchemy?
3: Yeah. So, so basically that, so metaphorically, yeah, mm-hmm. lead, lead into gold would yes. be like the actual. And so metaphorically it would be, um, how can we, well, cause energy has to, if we look at it ener- energetically, energy is always there no matter what it presents as so you know i'm nervous on the podcast but that's exactly the same feeling as excitement so yes. with my with my mind i can just go and alchemize my nervousness into like wow i'm really honored and excited to speak with natalie today mm. And so that's what i'm kind of talking about with that. alchemy so and you know anger if we're experiencing anger or rage with um some of these hormones that are rushing through our bodies at menopause like how can we alchemize that like is there a reason that it's there it's got some kind of purpose how can we alchemize that that purpose of the rage into something powerful um, for for our lives because it's it's going to have a message there if we want, if we care to
1: listen to it um yeah <laughs> i i love that i'm definitely open to that Okay. So what about the other one that I mentioned? And I also don't know what other symptoms other women have. So you can comment on those as well. Um, any comment on the headaches and the headaches, intense, intense yeah. migraines where, you know, yeah, I can still do a little bit on the computer, but if I know I'm going to get it that day, I would literally cancel interviews because yeah. I just can't be on my game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. So I don't know for you what, what headaches would mean. I've definitely seen it through my research that headaches is a big, um, if we looked at the physical, with the hormones going through and changing, that that might be the physical cause. Um, if I looked at the more metaphysical or spiritual, my instinct would be like a, a shutting down from the um, the outside world because you need that space and time to come back um, and be with yourself and you know a headache is something that will shut you down and mm-hmm. make it so you have to be with yourself um during that time so I'm not saying that is what's happening but that's where I that's the first thing I would think of um for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> Or yeah but I don't know if that's helpful. If, too. No, it is helpful because
1: <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes in in society, whatever, we just kind of do what's on the calendar and we um, just, you know, forge ahead, carry on, soldier on. But sometimes we do need that cave time. Some people would call it a duvet day. Um, sometimes, you know, time to just not be for me delivering. Right, so I do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of training online and in-person facilitation of groups and such. So for me, if I'm not, del- I like not delivering as well. I do a lot of not delivering, but sometimes I guess when the headache comes on, it's like, okay, I'm not delivering today. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. It's kind of like forced, um, forced downtime and, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think a lot of, um, women, we don't, we, we're very cyclic creatures. And yet in the modern world, we've forgotten to actually, you know, plan, um, our months along with our own cycles or mm-hmm. with the moon um, because we're not, we're not supposed to be this steady creature that does, 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 and doesn't have any, what we're supposed to have, you know, <laughs> just like the moon. If we follow a moon cycle, you know, it shows us perfectly that we wax and we wane and we have our full moon celebration time and we have our dark moon contemplation time. So that's, um, yeah, it's, we're not necessarily supposed to always be (laughs) going full, full blast all the time. Yeah. And
1: that is, thank you. And that's such a great reminder for people. It's like, you don't have to be go all go all the time. And and people will message me and they'll be like, Nat, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, I don't, you don't see me when I'm lying in my hammock, you know, reading or in my swing chair, reading it a physical book, which I love doing an actual book, not a digital, it's, you know, you don't see me sitting in my hot tub. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you just see me online, but I'm not doing that all the time. Um, yeah. It's so important to give ourselves permission to have that, that downtime. And that. And, but I, th- I hear what you're saying. It's not just, it shouldn't be reactive. It's it plan ahead. If you know your moon cycle, I've got a client a few years ago, she said to me, Oh, I never do any events or workshops when I'm, when I'm bleeding. And I was like, i never thought about." it that before but it makes absolute sense oh
3: it does it does it's such a powerful thing for us to use like if we're still menstruating you know using our our cycle as something to plan so i've done that since the birth of my second son has worked very closely with my cycles and it's so empowering just to know the days when you're going to be really creative and the days that you're probably not going to be just so you have you can um not have all these expectations of yourself on a day. You know, if I'm on day 20, day 21, 22, I'm, and I'm going, oh, I can't get this thing happening for myself. It's like, that's okay. You know, you knew that was going to happen, so just give yourself some grace and wait for five more days and you'll be on. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's just kind of knowing, getting to know yourself deeply as well because it's, you know, a lot of us don't. We just function with society and how society moves and not with how we move within it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Permission to quit, cancel, or recommit, right? Mm. If you know, if you just don't feel up to it. And it's really honoring, honoring that. I know, you know, some people might roll their eyes, just gonna say it. Some people might roll their yeah. eyes and think like, oh come on, just pop a pan at all and carry on. But I think listening to our bodies, and this is something we are doing more now than ever, off the back in my view, of the COVID dramas and traumas that we've all experienced and when i say the COVID, i actually mean i don't mean you know whatever the illness i'm talking about the past four years i feel like people are more in tune with their body and more in tune with listening to your body is trying to tell you something so um it's really that's part of it as well what other symptoms um can you comment on from a more of a metaphysical perspective
3: yeah i mean i wouldn't really like to comment on symptoms as such um I, I think it's i'm trying not to see messages every,
1: from the body yeah, yeah messages <laughs>
3: from the body yeah and i think i think that's all it is because we're all going to have such different ones i mean i definitely hear and read a lot about the brain fog and um the cotton cotton head like different people call it different things of um you know just that the mind actually not being able to grasp these things outside anymore and you know and again like i said with your headaches i think that's a lot to do with coming back within <laughs> um you know it's it's we're coming to a time where we're coming back into our own beings a lot more um it's looked at kind of as a time as a second like rebirth i think we've kind of you know as we've been born and children and in our teens and everything we're so we're so conditioned by how we fit in with our family and our society, our school groups, like what whatever we're doing. Um, and then we're mothering possibly or in a, you know, some kind of career if we aren't a mother. And then so we're conditioned doing, doing, doing for other people. And then I think we get to this stage and it's just like we start to get these um, signals and messages of, not want, not wanting to anymore, and sometimes they're like coming through the physical symptoms. I I believe, and it's to make us stop and actually. I mean, a message that I'm hearing from, you know, I'm around most of the women who I'm around are kind of coming up to that perimenopause, um, or have gone through it, or are going through it, and there's this common message of, um, it's I'm really feeling this yearning to be me now and do the things for me because I've done Mm. all this stuff for people my whole life mothered them and been there for them and now my my passions are actually starting to go hey you know have a look at have a look at what it is for you and maybe you don't even know what that is like a lot of people wouldn't even know where to start because they've just given themselves to others throughout their whole lives um so I think it's a it's like a, a weaving of a cocoon almost is like how a lot of people put it. And it's so, you know, it's so, such an overused um, thing for transformation. But it's so true, I think, with menopause. It is literally going in with everything we've ever can, been conditioned with in our lives, um, all the thoughts and beliefs that we've created. That's going to all turn to go um, through through this rite of passage because, Everything's going to keep coming up. Everything that we've pushed away our whole lives that we're like not going to look at. I, I, I can definitely feel it. It's it's like you don't have the same tolerance for it anymore. It's mm. coming up to be um, reviewed and the energy changed. However, that is whether it's a um, you know a moving away from or a new relationship with or any of these types of things. So it's this big big chance of um, almost like a second second chance, <laughs> uh, uh, rebirth into who you actually are
1: mm. Mm. from goo to the true you, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's so important. You're right. And people do tend to, at this stage review you, know, who am I, what am I about? What do I want to do going forward? And they do reprioritize themselves, and then some of them we've heard about you know reinventing yourself, right? Some of them do that, and they emerge different. And 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 people say you know you don't care as much what other people think, and that's probably part of it as well. It's more stepping into the true you, who you are currently, which might be very different from who how people know you. And and do do people experience pushback with that? Do they try to express the true them, and then other people are like, "Oh, you're being a bit bossy." No, I'm just being more assertive and more honest with what my views. So do you do you see that people are getting pushback or is it well received?
3: Um, I think it would be very much both mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in different areas. Um, I know for myself, I think, you know, with moving through women's circles and that a lot of it was finding your voice and actually being able to speak and let that move through you. And and that was well received in some areas and not so well received in in mm-hmm. others. Um so there's a kind of um, you know, people are used to you how you are. So they're used to relating with you in this specific way. And when you put um a, you know, a stick in the spokes with that, then people <laughs> are like they get a bit of a shock of um, oh, okay, this conversation is going differently or I'm getting a different reaction than I than I normally would. You know, so they have to they're just relating in a different yeah. way. But um, so yeah, it's 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 an interesting one and I think that's where we've got this opportunity as things are moving through us to just be really aware of where it's coming from and having that compassion for ourselves because if we let it build up build up build up that's when we are going to get like that volcanic rage and everything Mm -hmm. because it's it's going to it's going to go somewhere eventually (laughs) so yeah how can we how can we learn to allow that movement in our everyday lives basically because if it's you know if something stagnates we know what stagnant water looks like and it gets mosquitoes and it goes all um, brown and gross and it there's nothing there but if we have that fluid you know free flow of water all the time we're less likely to get to volcanoes (laughs) and um yeah a big meltdown or anything like that yeah
1: this conversation is so synergistic because i literally have my two two of my coaching um offers, right? One is called the true you. (laughs) And the other one is called voice your impact. And it's really about expressing. Well, it is about interview skills and speaking. But for some people, they're like, I'm not a business owner, but I just want to be able to express myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like and I've said this before on my show, a lot of people know the relationship between emotions and health and wellness. If we suppress our emotions, if we suppress especially our self-expression as women, it often will result in dot 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 thyroid problems um, mm. or cancer quite often. And and so we so if we can and if you can, which which is what you're doing in your circles, it's so powerful. Encourage women to, you know, take off their happy mask, to leave their ego at the door, you know, to sit in circle, to feel like they can finally just release and reveal who they are, how they feel. You're actually helping people. Like I always say, every business is either selling love, money, or health. That mm. makes people feel less salesy when they realize and they really connect to that. They go, oh my gosh, I'm selling love. Oh my gosh. I'm-. You're selling, mm. you know, you are literally selling love and health. I love that. It's mm. so cool.
3: Mm. Yeah, Helping
1: women to be more healthy by helping them with that support and expressing themselves. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, what you. impacts have you seen Um. When women honor their menopause perimenopause journey instead of fighting it,
3: Mm. well, yeah, it just comes back to that beautiful chance. And I've got um, I wrote it down here. It's you know, if we embrace that, it's a profound spiritual invitation and it creates and shows us the way for yeah, wondrous transformation in our deepest being. Um, so if we consciously choose this transition, it's an opportunity for this you know transformational exploration so it's it's just got this um richness for finding out or and um, you're revealing who who we truly are under this and I mean I, I look at this exploration as I love the seasons so like in my circles I work with the seasons so I kind of follow the Celtic wheel of the year um and and through that so you know if we look at the maiden being the spring the mother the summer and we're moving into the wise woman or the maga in, in the autumn of our lives. And if we really look to that season, then we it's got all the clues in it when we look at what happens in autumn and it gives us the clues for what we're going to be moving through um, in our life. And so it is a, it's a, like a mini death with, you know, the leaves are turning and they fall down to
1: the I know, ground. I know thinking shriveling up. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, but we get this rebirth, don't we? And um, mm-hmm. under the Chinese medicine, they call it the second spring mm-hmm. um, menopause. So, you know, we do have that. It's, we're not we're not over yet. <laughs> so, but we can we can look to it because you know, if we do look biologically, we do, we do start getting more brittle and we do start getting more dry and we do um you know, so those symptoms are there of autumn, but when these leaves come down, you know, they sit into the soil and you know, we, we think of the um the compost and how beautiful is that that you have all this death so if we think about all the things we're releasing and letting go or the conditioning and things that we don't want moving forward and then you can create this beautiful new nourishing soil for the new growth of whatever is going to be um so i think it's really yeah beautiful to look to the seasons like that for our life
2: yeah and our journey
1: yeah so in terms of the archetypes what um is it yeah what are can you I think there were three or maybe four what was that new one that you discovered and how do people know which archetype they're in is it is an age thing yeah so it's like
3: an age or a rite of passage so Mm. yeah so basically um you're born (laughs) um obviously and you're you're in the maiden um and yeah and then you hit your next rite of passage would be your menstruation um, and then so you're still in the maiden through there and then you come into the the summer of your life um even if you're not um a physical mother if you haven't birthed a child you know you're you're still you've still got that beautiful worm space that is for creating so you bring you'll be bringing something into the world whether it's a biological life um, or not and then that kind of goes the mother so that would be maybe you know 25 to 30 that you would be in the maiden and then from there you would be in the the mother phase of your life up until about 50 um that would be around when menopause would come and that's the wise woman or the marga and then you'd go from about 70 or 75 you'd step into that um crone but a lot of women will still call themselves crone now um, from menopause because the triple the triple Maiden uh, Maiden Mother Crone is what we've always had until more mm. recently. Yeah, but this this Maga that's giving us. Um, Can you spell yeah, that for me? It's M A G A. Okay, not, it is. Not like the one that we were hearing around COVID with the um, <laughs> was it make make America great again <laughs> or something like that. It's not that, but it's um, it's actually the feminine version of um, the Magus or the wise man, the mm-hmm. magician, um, putting in there. And I think it's it's being put in there because you know the the crone, you know, she's she's winter and she's kind of the settling of the spirit and and that type of thing. Whereas, you know, after we've been mother, we are really in that extended mother phase. Um, we've still got so much to offer. We, you know, often out there earning a lot of money. A lot of us nowadays are still very entrenched in mother, even as we're moving into the wise woman, because a lot of women are having their children later too. And And that in itself can bring up a lot. So for me, um, you know, I'm starting to move through perimenopause. I've got an eight and a 12-year-old and we're unschoolers. So I've got my kids around Mm -hmm. me constantly. I've got all these passions that I'm um, brewing in me to, you know, spring forth. And um, I do struggle with it. And it's I love my choices that I've made Mm -hmm. and I want to stick with them. But I have these like, um, I don't know, I call them like yearnings and like squirmings and like itchings almost to, like, um, be – understand who I am, like, deeply. And I feel like that's what's starting to move through for women and in this wise woman phase is we want to know who, who we are underneath all of the expectations of others that we've always worn so strongly. Not everyone, but a lot of women will say the same things. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's – you can just feel that – for me, I just want to be alone um, so often and I don't always get a chance to do that, um, but it's just like a, a a yearning to just sit with myself and be in the presence of my own being mm, mm-hmm. and what's, what is moving through for me with my own wisdom and, yeah. Yes, I'm well, sure.
1: especially as a mother. And I don't know if you know this. I'm a parenting author and podcaster originally. That's where I started before I did business. So I, I'm, I love that the motherhood journey and parenting. But, you know, quite often with the kids, the age that your your kids are, we never get it. You know, it's, it's the whole like, I can't even go to the toilet by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You're kind of at that stage. But we need to carve out some time or opportunity to literally Retreat you know to to just take a step back and and to maybe review and 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 reco- reconnect and recollect our thoughts and and move forward you know I as I'm listening to you I just want to highlight to our audience hey even if you're not a woman going through menopause a lot of the messages that Lindley's sharing with us can still be super relevant to you um, in terms of reviewing your own life and asking you know your your own questions what you just said then Lindley understanding who i am deeply i think more people are wondering that about themselves you mm-hmm. know menopause aside and yes. also um knowing who we are underneath all of the other ex- the other expectations of other people sorry i'll say that again knowing who we are underneath all the expectations of others i feel like that's something everybody can relate to or at least benefit from pondering instead of just pondering their to-do list and what's for dinner and all those other things that we can get t- so busy with. So thank you for bringing some of these bigger and deeper questions to us today and, and also looking at the metaphysical side of not symptoms, but messages from the body. Uh, I'd love to ask you now some a few questions, my guest questions. If you were to truly up your brave in 2024, what would you do? Mm. I I think for me, it's a
3: continuation of doing what I'm doing. So I think bravery for me is like, um, always taking courageous steps. So I, you know, if I've done it, then I don't get to call myself brave. I have to do it again and again and again. (laughs) So it's, um, yeah, I've always moved outside of my comfort zone. Um, I'm always scared and, but I do it anyway. So I think it's a continuation of, um, of that and really I've really started to see what some of my limitations are, have been and, and trying to find new ways to think about them or overcome them um, to move forward. Yeah. So when there's something I don't feel like I can do, or I can't imagine it, it's, it's usually because of self-imposed limitations. So that's my up and my brave is just continuing to, mm-hmm. to explore those limitations that I have created for myself.
1: <laughs> what a great way to live. That's so good. What is coming up for you? Let's say in the next, you know, six months or so, I mean, either personally or like in your business, what is coming up and how can people connect with you if they're keen to learn more, maybe join in your circle? I don't know if you do things online or, or only in person, let us know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely got some things coming up. I've got, um, I do do online circles and, um, I do them seasonally. So, um, we have the season of the autumn moons and season of the winter moons, season of the springtime moons. So I do them in, in yeah, three month blocks. So people can join up for those. Um, I have my walking the autumn path, and um, the revealing of the wise woman that will be, Uh, later in autumn Um, I will have some workshops um, I'm thinking Hamilton, Auckland and Tauranga and also online as well but it's becoming a part of a very um, a huge vision actually that's coming to life what I thought was going to be in autumn this year is there will be parts of it but there's a lot more um, really brewing there for me so that's all there and I have um, women's circles in Hamilton. Uh, every new moon I'm just starting a singing and uh, drumming circle as Mm -hmm. well and um what else have we got yeah and I do ceremony work as well so that's always um open if people interested in things like mama blessings and um which is honoring the the mama to be as she's in her pregnancy journey and her birthing journey um and hand fastings which is an alternative to um you know, legal, <laughs> legal marriage. So yeah, there's some cool options there for people. That's kind of what I've got coming up.
1: Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that about the hand fastings because I read it in your bio and I didn't know what it was. So that's great that you mentioned what that is. And how your ceremonies are so important. And I love that you think about them and you do them slightly differently than than the the usual. Yes. So everyone, if you're wanting to get in touch or learn more or be part of, participate in one of these circles, you can get in touch with Lindley. Where do they find you? Like websites, socials? Yep. So I've got
3: my website, um, lindleyeran.com. And I'm on uh, Facebook. And that is Lindley Erin Seasons and Circles. So you can find me there. Um, I do have a um, a private Facebook group, um, which is Revealing the Wise Woman through perimenopause and menopause um and yeah that's that it will be a great group to join if you'd like to explore the um spiritual and emotional Mm -hmm. psychological journey of menopause a lot more um i'm trying to keep get it very interactive if people wish to
1: participate in my exploration so (laughs) i will be joining that group and i'll see you guys in there (laughs) fantastic for those of you wanting to look up Lindley, I'm going to spell it for them because, you know, we're on air and the, yeah. I will put the links on the replay page. On the replay page, you guys can go back, listen to this interview. You can share it with people. And I will also include Lindley's um, bio and contact details. But LindleyAaron.com, L-Y-N-L-E-Y, Aaron, ncom Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Amazing. Um, All right. Well, before we wrap up and say farewell, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today?
3: Um, I could just read you um, two of my little posts that I've put in my um, autumn path, if you like. Yes. Two little paragraphs. Would you like me to read those? Yes. Um, So, okay, I'll read those to you. So all of us will have such different experiences on our perimenopause journeys, our life conditioning so unique to us and how we have perceived it and the created layers and protections. This time of our lives, the letting go, like the falling off the autumn leaves, has such an invitation of what we can become conscious of, conscious of to alchemize. I know for me things are appearing, like parts waving a flag, as if to say, when are you going to look? You will have to soon. It feels like an irritation, a squirming, a yearning to be alone, to cocoon and weave. I believe the difficulties and conflicts that exist within us hold seeds of wisdom for the evolution in our lives, the pain that it is at the core of our being, our essence. If we can discover these seeds and liberate them into a sense of ease, peace and acceptance, perhaps our personal magic and power lies here, always within us, in our own hearts. So if you resonate with that yearning to turn inwards, how do you create space for yourself to do so? That's a good question to ponder. And then I just have a very small couple of sentences here that I I really like as well in this exploration, um, which is, the process of perimenopause or menopause is a mirror and a gateway. The mirror is a place to view who we are at this moment and what we've created thus far in life. And the gateway is a direction led by spirit, sacredness, and unfettered expression, a new relationship with self. The in-between of the place of mirror and gateway is deep appreciation for the woman you have been and what you have experienced and are and the woman that is being revealed. Yeah. So it's a couple of types of writings that I do in my exploration for people to explore with me.
1: Yeah. So powerful. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Lindley, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. (laughs) And thank you everyone for listening. We've been talking to Lindley Aaron on the spiritual side of menopause, revealing the wise woman through peri and menopause. Thanks for listening. I just love the way the universe works and how sometimes, let me know if this resonates, it brings people into your life at kind of divine timing. So here's how it rolled out. I interviewed Lindley and then I have been expanding my Empowered Connections Networking Club, just really organically, seeing who comes in in, comes my way or shoulder tapping a few people that I think would be ideal to lead these in-person networking connection clubs in their local areas. And after interviewing Lindley and getting a feel for her and her amazing vibe, and of course her talent already for facilitating circles. I said to her, would you actually be interested in leading a group in your local area? And she said, yes. And so now, you know, we're essentially collaborating, which is so cool. So for those of you in Hamilton, she is holding her very first Empowered Connections networking club. Uh, First session is free. And she's doing that on the 20th of Feb and then fortnightly from there on Tuesdays. I think it's 10 o'clock, but you'll have to check with her. Uh, So get in touch with Lindley if you want to learn more about that. I've got clubs like that actually up and down the country with different people. So you can reach out to me to learn more. But you can reach out to Lindley at LindleyAaron.com. In this interview, we talked about sitting in circle, spiritual work, and the importance of releasing, especially now as things come into our, things are rising up and it's time to release. We talked about celebration and contemplation and symptoms versus symptoms versus messages from the body so much cool stuff to talk about for some of you some of these topics will be very new to you and that's okay for some of you you'll be very very familiar um you can get in touch with lindley and learn more about her seasonal online circles that she runs and the topic of walking the autumn path
2: the greatest threat to our democracy in our country is the belief that someone else will save it rcr is on a mission to revive honest media and now you too can help make that happen introducing the foundation members club the easiest way to support rcr and be rewarded for doing so receive exclusive benefits only for members including your very own backstage pass to join the hosts for interactive behind the scenes discussions and also our all-new daily curated news summary rcr Bytes, delivered to your email inbox every morning keeping you on the pulse of the news that matters in just a few minutes per day To find out more, visit realitycheck.radio slash members and see how you too can join the mission that's making a difference.
1: Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me this week on the Up Your Brave show at our new time, Wednesdays, 1 till 4. Now I'm an an afternoon girl. Um, I hope we have been a little bit of a pick-me-up or maybe some motivation, some inspiration or whatever you needed just to get you through the week. I'm so happy that I could share with you my interviews with the amazing guests. So huge thank you and shout out to my lovely guests. I talked to Julie Bluen, We talked to Tony Knight and finally just wrapped it up with Lindley Aaron. And thank you also to all the guests that led the way, that paved the way. I think there were about 90 or so guests that I interviewed last year as we come up now to almost the one-year anniversary of Reality Check Radio. So thank you so much to those of you that help keep us going, that are in the club. And I'll see some of you... um, in about a week or so when we do our Backstage Pass webinar. Um, in the meantime, you can get in touch with me personally. You can learn more about my coaching, my clubs, and my upcoming Connect in the Forest retreat, as well as my 30-Day Recharge Challenge, which actually starts tomorrow. You can learn all about it. That's all about mindset and menopause and metabolism and more. You can learn more about all of the things at upyourbrave.com or... Up Your Brave on the social media, Instagram and Facebook. Also double shout out, shout out to my awesome team who helps pull together my show. Uh, We've got Dave and Reese and Emma and the rest of the crew. I really adore you and I honor you for the work that you do to pull this together. And most of all, thank you to our listeners for being here with us live today or listening later, we really appreciate it. One way, if you love the show, of course you can write in and tell us, but I would also love to invite you to spread the love and share the love, especially today on Valentine's Day. Maybe um, go to the replay page, pick an interview that you absolutely loved, And copy the link and share it if you're up for it. Share it either in a private message or an email or put it on social media. That's the way we are going to spread the messages, raise the consciousness, raise the frequency here um, in New Zealand and beyond. And really, that's what I'm about. That's what I'm aiming to do just secretly with my Up Your Brave show. So um, if you're going to stick around, please do sit back, relax, and you can listen to a replay of The Breakfast Show from this morning if you missed it. And also some more amazing music. And until next week, I would love to see you on Wednesday next week. And until then, remember to be true to who you truly are. And remember to up your
0: brave. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie cutler Welsh on RCR
1: Reality Check Radio.